0: Hello, mama. I'm back. Excited to hang out with you again today. We are continuing our episode um, where someone asked the amazing question, can God really make something out of this hot mess that I am? Can God really use me? Can God really take this life and turn it into something extraordinary. And so in the last episode, we began answering that question. And I have some specific tangible things for you to do if you feel like you're in this place and you're not sure how to, how to get there, how to move from hot mess to what God has for you, who God made you to be. And just to spoiler alert, the, the answer to the question is yes, 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 yes. God can absolutely and absolutely wants to use you. And and none of the things you're walking through disqualify you. In fact, they're actually going to be the building blocks for whatever purpose he has in your life. He's going to use all that. He's going to redeem it, turn it all for good. And you're going to use those very things that you've walked through to fulfill his purpose in your life. So I'm excited to continue sharing with you some thoughts and encouragement I have for you on this and steps of what it looks like to actually get to this place where God is using you and you don't feel like just this hot mess. I mean, there's always, you know, seasons or moments where that hot mess feeling might come back and that's okay, but you're going to start to realize that's not who you are and you're not going to feel like that all the time. So let's, let's jump more into what that looks like. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past All right, mama, so in our last episode, we were talking about can God make this hot mess into something good? This is the quote. This is from someone that joined our Facebook group. I ask everyone um, that joins what their biggest struggles are right now, and this is what someone wrote. Um, She said, this is from a mom with older kids. She said she's struggling with depression, struggling with her marriage, and trying to find herself again or for the first time And I just thought that was so powerful. And I I think people in different seasons, whether you have older kids or younger kids, we can all, whether it's anxiety or depression, whether it's your marriage or your finances, we can all relate to this in some capacity because motherhood easily lends itself to this hot mess hood, (laughs) to these hot mess feelings. Cause it, in some ways is just kind of a hot mess and part of like thriving and it's kind of embracing that and being like, you know what, that's okay. This is a hot mess day, or this is my area where I'm just kind of a hot mess mom. Like for me, when, when I'm struggling, like when, when my schedule gets too crazy or, uh, you know, I'm in my pregnancy when I'm tired or like I get too stressed out, whatever, whatever it is, like something, there's always going to be these hiccups along the road. Right. And so whenever I have one of those, the first thing for me that becomes a hot mess is my house. Absolutely. That is where I struggle the most. Now I've learned a lot. We're going to talk a little bit about this in our episode. I've learned a lot of how to manage this and how to get into better systems and routines. And I do that a lot of the time, but when these hiccups come, which this year has kind of been full of them because it's been a very full year of oh man, you know, launching the podcast and the business and starting ministry and getting pregnant and now we're moving and it's just been a lot. And so uh, there's been a lot of uh, weeks where my house was that hot mess. But part of it is just embracing that and being like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to work. I'm going to focus right now on being present with my kids. I'm going to focus on making sure I get caught up in my business, you know, whatever it is. And just to embrace that and not to add this shame to ourselves and feel like we have to be perfect in every area all the time. Now, I can't live like that all the time. Like when my house is a mess, it does affect me. I'm getting into my content right now. <laughs> we're we're going to go there. We're going to talk about this. But so we, we have to, we have to pay attention to those things, but we don't need to shame ourselves for it or feel like we have to be perfect in all of it. So we'll talk more about houses in a few minutes. But first, you know, the first thing we talked about when we're talking about how to begin this journey of moving out of this hot mess place, right? Where, where we just feel like everything in our life is a hot mess, that like we're a hot mess. How to move out of that place into this purpose that God has for you because God made you with a purpose for a purpose. Is what my church says all the time. You are made with a purpose for a purpose. And so how to get from that hot mess to that purpose. And the first thing I, we talked about is to make sure you're planted. Firmly planted in a local church, and we—I went in depth on that, so I'm not going to go into it again today. But after that, I want to talk about the next thing you need to do, or, or you know, these could be reversed, um, is or can do at the same time, is you need to make sure you are getting regular time with God. Now, this is another thing I preach about all the time, so you probably heard me say it, but it is that important that we're going to go over it again, and you know, there's always different things that come out from it, but. We minimize how much we think God or spending time with God can help us with what we're walking through. We see it as a a box to check. We see it as this is how we're a good Christian or a good person is if we sit down and read our Bible. We see it as this is just what we need for God to love us. None of those things are true. God loves you exactly where you are. There's nothing you can do to earn his love or make him love you more. It's impossible. He already loves you more than you can fathom. So, that's not what this is for. We don't read our Bibles so God loves us. We don't read our Bibles to be a good Christian. There's no such thing as a good Christian. It's all about a relationship with God. So, it's not about those things, it's not about checking the boxes. What we need to see it as is like water. We don't go through our day without drinking water. Uh, And I know some of you my dad never, like, I don't know how it survives. It's kind of amazing. He basically drinks very little water. I am like a, uh, whale. I don't know if that's a good analogy because I don't know if whales actually drink water, but I drink so much water. And if I don't, I, it, my body hurts it is like bad. And so I'm that girl that carries around her two liter, you know, stainless steel bottle of water. All right. It says, uh, 1.2 liters. <laughs> Feels like two. It's heavy. I'm picking it up. So I have it with me right now. Got my ice water in here and I carry it with me everywhere I go. Comes with me to church. Comes with me to the doctor. Comes with me to the playground. It is attached to my hip. And when it's not, I'm having a bad day because I don't have my water. And so we need to see this time with God like we see water, or maybe for food, some of you can relate more to that analogy. Because I mean, I also really need food, or I get hangry like no other. You can ask my husband. But just like we need water or food, we don't we can't go a day without it. If we do. We're suffering, right? We are, our stomach hurts. Our body is dehydrated. It makes our mood shift. It changes the atmosphere of everything when we don't have these elements in our body. And so you need to see your time of sitting down with God in the exact same way as how you are with water and food. It is an absolute necessity not to check a box right you don't you don't eat to check a box most of us Some of us, you know, just like, oh, it's lunchtime. I guess I'll eat. But most of us, especially as moms, we feel that hunger coming. You're like, oh, man, I got to eat now or it's not going to be good. So we don't just eat or drink to check a box. We do it because that's how we, we thrive, right? We can't thrive if we don't have those things. Our mood goes down. Our energy goes down. Like, it's just not good. And so that is what God's word does. That's what sitting down with God and spending time with him does is it changes our mood. It gives us energy. It gives us fresh wind. We are ready for the day. We cannot do our day without it. And so I want you to begin seeing that time with God in that way and make it a non-negotiable part of your day where it's like your food and your water. You're not going to miss it for anything. I think that's part of the reason so many Christians put that on the side burner and say, oh, uh, someday I'll figure that out or it's too hard to do or, you know, happens every once in a while. It's because we don't see it as food and water. We see it as checking a box. But if you want to move out of this place of being a hot mess, you need some spiritual food. You need to be filled up or you're not going to move out of that place. God's word is what you are need to thrive on really even more than food and water. And this concept is biblical, guys. Going to Matthew 4, 4, I'm sure you've heard this before. Jesus is Jesus talking, talking to Satan when he's being tempted in the wilderness. He said, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So God is, Jesus is saying here, we cannot live our lives just on some bread. And he's comparing it to that, right? That, That just like we need food, we need God's word. And so wherever season you are, whatever you're struggling with, whatever form of hot mess you feel like, this is essential. Okay? I think I've made my point get a little passionate here, (laughs) but make sure you're sitting down. I just did an episode on this of how to spend your time with God. Let's see if I can actually give you the number today, but how to actually daily sit down and and go in with expectation that God's going to show up, that he is going to give you this food, that it's not just going to be this checking of a box, but it's actually going to be his word filling you up. Okay, it's episode 105, how to finally get consistent and enjoy reading your Bible. So go back and listen to that and send over any questions you have or any specific struggles. I would love to speak to those because this is so essential for whatever journey you are in the middle of. Again, it's just a non-negotiable that you need and figure out a time where you can do this alone. I'm not going to go super into this because I did that a lot in episode 105, but make sure that you as much as possible can do without kids present. That means waking up before them. And I know that can be a struggle for some of you, but even if you can find 20 minutes, it's, it's going to change everything for you. And it might take a while to feel that. Like at first it might feel like checking a box. That's okay. Just keep going with expect expectancy. Keep believing that God's going to show up and he's going to fill you up and it will come. I promise you that God, God doesn't disappoint us. All right. So get your food, get planted, get your food. Okay. The next one is get into therapy or coaching. We are not meant to do this alone and we're not alone. We just have to choose to step into these things and, you know, in within your church that you're going to get planted in or maybe you already are, you're going to have amazing friendships and leaders to pour into you and that is essential. But another component that is often essential, especially in different seasons, is having uh, someone that's just dedicated as a coach a therapist, a counselor, whatever it is that can guide you, that can can look outside of your life and see from a higher perspective what is going on. And it's someone that God has has given this gift to, right? Like that's part of why I became a therapist is because God put these things inside of me, these gifts inside of me. It's not me. Like it's, it's, he put these things in me that makes me good at this. And so you need someone like that in your life, especially if you're in a season where it all just feels blurry and like heaviness and muck and darkness. And you don't even know which way to step or how to see things differently. And it just feels like it's always going to be this way. You need some outside perspective, someone that has those specific gifts that you can hire to do those things. Now, I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of therapy. I've been in lots of therapy in my life. And it has helped me so much along the way in different ways, more than I can probably even understand. Like I I probably can't even see all of the ways that has helped me. And so I definitely believe in it. And if you are wondering, is it time for me to see a therapist? I do have an episode on this. It's all the way back at episode five, but this is just talking about what therapy is, some of the myths of therapy debunked. But, and I absolutely believe that it is healthy for you. It helps you. Uh, I love how my pastors put it. It's like a, it's like taking your car to the shop, right? You, you got to do it every so often. Like, otherwise your car is not going to work anymore. It's essentially got to fill up the fluids and have someone that's an expert look at it and do those things. And so the same with us, with our marriages and with ourselves, we have to sometimes go and get that outside perspective and get a tune up. And so don't look at it as like this shame-based thing. Um, I talk a little bit about the church and some of, I know some of you grew up believing that it was wrong. Um, and I, I unpack that a little bit. I definitely recommend you seeing a Christian therapist. And I love Restoration theory. So, a restoration therapist is ideal if you have one in your state. You know, even if they're far away, you can zoom in. They have to be in your state legally, but you can zoom in with them, um, you know, even if they're cities away, or, you know, just going around and searching for the right therapist for you. Now, I, you know, five years ago would have said, yes, everyone should be in therapy. There's no other way. And I fully still believe it's helpful. But I also recently have discovered how beautiful coaching is. My husband and I have been seeing a biblical coach for a while, and he was super helpful with myself um, spiritually, with our marriage. There's There was just so much growth that happened in that period of coaching. Now, he's actually a trained therapist, but he was just acting as a coach, which is just like a little bit more of a, you can be a little more direct. Like as a therapist, it's a lot more slower of a process. You're asking more questions. You're kind of diving deeper. You can go into all the trauma and all the childhood stuff and all of that stuff. And so that can be super helpful depending on your season. But now I also believe, you know, just equally as much as therapy, coaching can be super helpful. And I'm not saying that because I started coaching. I'm saying it because I was in coaching and it really, really benefited me. And I saw um, just huge strides. Like I think in the other seasons, I needed that therapy, but in this season, absolutely what I needed was the coaching. So it just depends where you're at. You know, this person that pose this question, struggling with depression. So therapy is probably the best option. That's a more of a slow process, but it's, that's what's needed when you're in the middle of depression. And so, you know, depending on your season and where you're at, you can look at either one of those. Now, I also want to mention here the academy. So I do do individual coaching though, you know, if any of you are wanting coaching and you're wanting individual coaching, I do offer that at a limited basis. But I'm also, if you haven't heard, launching our next round of the Academy starting in August. And what this is is videos that are dropped every week. And then I um there's worksheets that you fill out, you do reflection with God, with yourself, and you fill those out, and then we come together once a week for group coaching, and it's a really powerful process. Everyone that's walked through it has just been astounded by their growth and what they've learned and the tools they've walked away with. So if you feel like, okay, yes, I need coaching, I I think I'm healthy and strong enough to not be in therapy. Now, some people have been in therapy and the academy at the same time, so that's also totally possible. A different process. And actually you can take a lot of what you learn in the academy and take it into therapy and then do the deeper, slower work, right? Um, so both can be true, but it depends on, you know, how deeply, like I, I wouldn't have someone in the academy that's super deep in their depression. But if you are have questions, please reach out. I can answer all of those, but this could be a really great answer for those of you that know you need some kind of kick in the butt and it's time to go. Someone described it kind of as like a boot camp style. And it is, it's like a lot of intense work in 12 weeks. We do a a lot. So if that feels like it is for you, make sure you go and check that out uh, at Uh, morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. So if you type in HTTP colon slash slash morningmamaacademy.gr8.com or and gr8, the number eight, uh, or you can click on the link in the show notes, or I'm going to drop it in the Facebook group. All of those things, there's only eight spots left as I record this. So make sure you make that a priority. It is going to fill up fast, I believe, but it doesn't have to be with me. I don't, I don't care if you, it's what God calls you to. So if you feel God, you know, your heart's pounding right now and you're like, I think the academy's for me, then that's probably God calling you to that. But to, to me, what I care about is that you are answering God's call to whoever he has for you. So if you know of another coach, if you know of a therapist, like step into that or go find one. It doesn't matter if it's me or someone else. I just really strongly believe in having this kind of mentor figure over your life, especially if you're in this place of this darkness, of this hot mess, the marriage and depression and not feeling like you know who you are. Get a Christian therapist. Get a Christian coach. It's worth it. It's worth the investment. Do not think for a second that you are not worth investing in, right? We, we pay so much money to eat out. We pay so much money for clothes. All of our money goes in so many different directions. This is, it's hard because coaching and therapy is less tangible, right? You don't get like a product, right? When you go and buy clothes, you have those clothes. Now when you go and buy food, you get to sit down and eat these things that you need to eat anyways. But with therapy and coaching, it's not always as tangible, Now in the academy, you do get a lot of tangible things. You get your pain and your peace cycle, but it just, it can feel like, you know, you're, you're wasting your money. It can feel like it's, it's not going to produce what you want it to, but trust me, it's actually one of the best investments you can make because you are worth it and your, your spirit and your heart and your mind are worth investing in just like your body, right? Like we pour, we can pour tons of money into investing in our body with workout classes and, uh, coach coaches at the gym and all of these things. But when it comes to our, our spirit or our minds, sometimes we're more reluctant to do this for some reason, but I believe that's just the enemy. Like we uh, are worth investing in and worth doing the heavy work of healing. And it's going to affect every area of your life. And it is far worth it. So make it a priority, figure out how you can uh, get rid of those excuses of not having the finances and make a way, give up something for a few months, Uh, you know, whatever that looks like. And I know for some of you, that is really a challenge. You've, you've given up so many things already and finances are just tight. Um, so there are, you know, low cost therapists out there. You can find therapists uh, with a sliding scale. Uh, you can ask any therapist if they have a sliding scale. And so a lot of therapists will, you know, lower their cost depending on your income level. You can find um, a student that's still in school. And honestly, like they're super helpful a lot of times because they're kind of in the thick of it and they have a lot of supervision. And so they actually can be really helpful at a much lower cost. Um, some churches even offer free counseling. Uh, it's usually not with a therapist, but it's still something that could help you. So there is options out there, even that are even if you don't have any finances whatsoever. So just make sure you make a way. Make it a priority. Okay, my next thing, next tip for what you need to do to get out of this place of being in a hot mess is to work on the specific areas that are a struggle. So for this person, she said her marriage specifically was struggling and we're going to have a marriage episode soon. Not that I'm a marriage expert, but just have some wisdom I have learned over the years and that God has shown me that I'm going to share with you. Um, Wisdom from my pastors, you know, there's, there's a lot that I have learned over the years, and so I'm gonna share that with you, but you know, whatever area that is for you, just make sure you spend some intentional time focusing on that. So, you know, we just talked about therapy or coaching. If it's your marriage, make sure you get some marital therapy this is huge. This is can be a a game changer for you guys. And, you know, if your spouse is not on board, that's okay. Just keep praying and go see a therapist for yourself. And, you know, just see, you know, maybe as your husband watches the transformation in you, he might then get on board. But, you know, even reading books in this area. So there's a ton of marriage books out there, right? There's uh, maybe if finances are your struggle, maybe Financial Peace University would be for you or you can read one of Dave, Dave Ramsey's books. Um, you know, I mean, talk about podcasts like you're on a podcast. So you know about the beautiful world of podcasting. So th- Go into podcasts on that area of your life. There's an amazing podcast that I've listened to before. I think it's called The Naked Marriage or something like that. They're an amazing Christian couple that really helps marriages. They're awesome. Um, you know, I think Dave Ramsey has a podcast, right? Every Whatever area it is, parenting. You know, we have some episodes here on parenting, but there's a, a lot more content that you can gain. Go read books on it. Um, obviously, I've shared about shepherding a child's heart if you want to read a book on parenting. So wh- whatever area it is, that like really feels like the hot mess, like it's burning down. <laughs> that's the area that's on fire. Spend some time, money, um, time being the big one, right? It doesn't have to be money. I want to just think, make things are about money because you can buy a book or rent from the library, right? Um, but but invest in that area and get some wisdom, get some knowledge. People that have come before you, people that this is their expertise. There's so much out there to support you. You know, if it is your marriage, ask for some people in your church to come alongside you guys. Meet with um, some leaders that have been married for longer than you guys. Ask them to meet with you and your husband. Right? That's for free. Like it doesn't just have to be therapy. There's so many different ways to invest in these different areas. Let people in. I mean, that is a key. Is whatever area you're struggling in. Make sure people know about it. Not just you and your husband, um, but make sure your friends and your mentors and your leaders know where you're struggling. That you're struggling with your finances. You're struggling with your kids or you're struggling with whatever it is. Again, you can't do this alone. And so you have to let people in on this journey. Now, I know all of this might be getting overwhelming. There's, you know, this step and this step and this step. And within this step, there's multiple steps, right? (laughs) So we're going to make a game plan in a minute. So just make sure you have a pen and a paper out. You can take notes on each of these steps. And then we're going to kind of make a plan of action after this so that you don't just feel overwhelmed at the end. and You don't know where to go. Okay, the next tip I have for you is to get your body healthy. Again, this can this can be overplayed, but this can be underplayed a lot too. I think for some of us, myself included, I, I put a much higher value on the spirit and mind health. And I don't always put the body at the top of my chart. Like it's, it's just not been as valuable in my mind, which is not true. God made our bodies. They're a temple for his, him to live in. So they are so valuable and we need to take care of them. And part of being healthy as a whole. Is taking care of our bodies, so watching what we put into them, making sure it's healthy food that's gonna feed our body, that's gonna give us energy, that's gonna make us feel good. I mean, there is so much connectedness from our gut to our how our, our mind. It's uh, my friend. I'll have to have her come on the show. <laughs> she talks about it at uh, the gut being the second mind or something like that. <laughs> Obviously, this is not my area of expertise, but you know what we put in our bodies significantly matters and significantly alters our mood, our well-being, our energy so much. And so we have to be cautious of that. Again, make sure, you know, we talked about drinking uh, drinking the Bible like you drink water. Make sure you're drinking water too. You need water to be healthy, to have that energy, to feel good. Get exercise. I mean, exercise has a huge impact on mental health. Um, in fact, I remember years ago when I was um, feeling, I can't remember... Exactly what I was struggling with. It was anxiety or depression at the time. But um, this therapist said that if I don't want to take medication, uh, an alternative, you know, depending on the severity, now if you're deeply um, in a depression, you know, listen to the advice of your therapist. But um, that this, it could be instead of medication, I could uh, make sure I exercise 20 minutes a day, or maybe there's like three times a week, I can't remember, um, and limit my screen time to one to two hours a day. You know, all, all screens. And that could be, in a way, a replacement for medication. That is how powerful it is. Exercise is so powerful. And so we need to make sure we're doing that. That it needs to be on the the, uh, the same plane as everything else, right? That we are, you know, going to therapy and we're reading these books and we're reading the Bible and we're exercising, right? It's all there. That's, that's all a part of God's call on our lives is if we want to walk in this purpose, if we want to walk in as these healed beings that he wants to make us, we have to do the work to heal ourselves. And part of that is healing ourselves and our bodies, body, mind, and spirit. We have to take care of all of it, not just one or two aspects. And so for those of you, I'm preaching to those of you that are like me, that kind of devalue the body and kind of put it on the side burner. And so we've got to take it off the side burner and put it back on the main main burners and make sure that it is a priority in our lives because it will change everything. Now, you don't need to be extreme and perfectionistic about it, right? Set tangible, realistic goals for this where you can maintain them and you don't just do this all, all or nothing extreme thing. Uh, But take baby steps, figure out like one way to eat a little bit healthier this week or figure out one day this week you can exercise if you, if you're doing none right now and just take steps towards that because it's going to affect this hot mess feeling more than you even realize. All right, the last tip I have for you is, again, kind of about this external world that we live in, right? It's our our external bodies, um, but also the external environments that we are living in. So we're talking about our homes that matters significantly. You know, I talked about how, uh, in the beginning, uh, maybe it was the last episode, the first part of all of this, how when I, ha- you know, hit some bumps in the road in my life, the first thing to go is always my home. I easily can just get overwhelmed and it can let it just go to crap. And so, but when I do that, it actually makes everything worse, right? Because like, then I start getting stressed out because I can't find anything. It takes longer to get out the door in the morning. And, you know, I, I just feel the chaos when I walk into my home. And so it, it's the first thing to go, but it really shouldn't be because I... It helps me feel better. It helps me get through the harder times when I do it. Now, again, I I talked about giving yourself grace. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves, but it is about trying to figure out how to stay in better rhythms, how to make those times where the hot mess of the house gets less and less. Or maybe it's for you're in a season where you don't even know how to not have your house be in a hot mess. Maybe you live in it. Maybe you, in your mind with littles or whatever season you're in, it's just going to be hot mess all the time. And I do not believe that is true. I believe there's a way out of that. And for me, what I have learned, and I am um, I believe it is for you too, is Chelsea Joe Moore. She has a podcast called Systemize Your Life. You've probably heard me talk about it. She has an academy called the Systemize Your Life Academy. She is incredible. Her academy is incredible. It transforms everything. She talks about how to systemize everything in your life from business to marriage to your home. Um... And it truly is transformative. So, if that sounds like you, if that area feels like that's what's on fire, make sure you go and check that out. You can um, search for Systemize Your Life Academy. Uh, if you enter the code Morning Mama, you can get two hundred dollars off her academy. Highly, highly recommend it. Let me know if you have any questions on that, or I'm sure she is happy to answer them as well. She has a free Facebook group too. So. Whatever it takes, you know, maybe that's for you. Maybe you already know how to get to that place. You just haven't been doing it. But you do need to take care of your external environment. And that is going to help this hot mess feeling go away. Okay, so we've gone over all of these different categories, all of these things. Okay, now you're like, well, that's great. But now I feel extremely overwhelmed. And I don't even know where to begin. And I want to do it all right now. And that means I'm not going to even start. I know that can be like me. Sometimes I get into this perfectionistic mindset where I just want to do it all, which means I don't do anything because it's impossible to do it all right now. And so I want you to take this list and I want you to make it into a game plan. You need to start with one at a time. What is the first thing you're going to do? Now, I, of course, would um, personally believe with starting with God, you know, spending that time with him. But if your house is so chaotic that you can't even fathom having the peace uh, to sit down with God, then maybe you need to get your house in order first. You know, figure out what makes most sense for you. Just make sure God and church are up there on that priority list because they really do transform everything but make a list. What is on fire in your life right now? What is the, the biggest thing you can do? Now, we did talk about like investing in that one area that's on fire in your life, but then we talked about all these other areas. So if your marriage is on fire, that is, uh, th- you know, you can take specific steps in that area. That's, that's like one step. So, so this is what a game plan would look like. Let me give you an example. So if we're talking about this woman that um, submitted this question, um, for her, if I were her, this is the game plan I would make. I would say, okay, this week I'm going to start by sitting down with God every day or, you know, start with where you're at. If she's not doing that at all, maybe start with t- twice a week. I know I have found that, especially with this making it a non-negotiable in my life has helped me be more consistent with it versus like saying, oh, a couple of days a week, I'm going to do this. And then I just kind of never get into a rhythm with it. Now, everyone's different. So if, if that's going to stop you from, you know, doing it at all, don't do that. Start with where you're at. I just know that has helped me. So I would start with, I'm going to get regular time with God. And then, you know, right now is Monday. So on Sunday, I'm going to try out a church. So she's going to try and sit down with God this week. That's step number one. And then step number two is to try a church on Sunday. So maybe that's her plan for the next whole month is to try and get consistent with that time with God. And every Sunday, try out a church. Now, you have to know yourself and how much you can kind of take on. But, you know, maybe the next month you would say, okay, I've got this consistently. I don't know if I have my church yet, but I'm, I've been consistent about going every Sunday to a church. I think it's time to add something. I think it's now time to find a therapist or a coach. And so then the next month, she adds on that search. Now, that can feel like a, a big burden of a search. You can start with the restoration therapy uh, therapists. You can go to restorationtherapytraining.com, and there's a list of all the restoration ther- therapists out there. It's also linked in the show notes. Asking your pastors or friends around you can also be helpful. Um, you know, don't be overly critical. I think I used to kind of analyze way too much. I think you need to find a Christian therapist, and that's that's a good place to start. And 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 pray. Just pray that God would lead you to the right person. Or maybe you feel like the academy for you, then go and, you know, the next month fill out that application. I'd probably reverse that step, though, because I don't know how soon the spots are going to fill up. So maybe that's your number two step if that feels like it's for you. Okay so that would be step number 3 that you would start next month. All right. You get the idea you would, you know, add a step every 2 weeks, every month, whatever makes the most sense, you know, the next one maybe for this person she could begin to read a book on marriage uh halfway through month 2 because she's found a therapist, she's you know, regularly trying out churches. She's got her rhythm with God. Okay. Now at night, she's going to read a little bit of a marriage book every night. Right. And so you, you just slowly stack these things in one at a time. Now don't overwhelm yourself. Wait until the, the first thing you add feels normal, feels not overwhelming. And then you can add in another one, but make sure you form a plan right now because, you know, hearing me say all of this is good. But if you don't do something about it, if you don't make a plan, it's not going to happen. So sit down right now, make a plan. If you don't have time right now, go put something in your calendar for when the kids go to bed or when they're napping or whenever it's going to be, but make a plan to make a plan. (laughs) Make sure you map this out. And if you struggle with this, Just hop into the academy. We do all of this in the academy. We can get your whole plan mapped out. That's kind of what we end with is how to carry this on into the future. What are the next steps into the future? So we we could do all that with you if you need that support. And I know, you know, with all of this, we didn't even talk about stepping into that purpose, right? Because it sounds like this person and and you that feels like a hot mess, right? Now you're in the season of the thick of it. You you need to figure out how to heal, how to become whole, so you can then step into that purpose. And the, the cool thing is, it's a process. And and as you're in that process, God's going to begin revealing to you how to step more and more in purpose. And it'll be little steps along the way. It's not just one big step at the end, it's this ever evolving process. And so as you do these healing steps, you're going to find opportunities to minister to people, right? As you get plugged into church, you're going to notice that there's a girl in your connect group that's a couple steps behind you actually. And so you're going to start meeting with her and pouring into her what you know, and when you thought you knew nothing and you thought you had nothing to offer, but now you see, wow, actually I had something to offer her. And so you're going to begin with that and you're going to to show up in purpose for that. And, and God's going to slowly reveal the bigger picture the bigger things you're going to step into. But it all comes from taking this time to make yourself whole. And, you know, if you're feeling discouraged and like, how am I ever going to get out of this? This sounds great, but I don't know if I can do it. I just want to promise you that there is more. There is hope. There is always hope you cannot mess up too much for God. You cannot be too messed up. You cannot make too many mistakes. You cannot be in too deep of a pit. There is nothing that God cannot do. And he's going to meet you exactly where you're at. You just have to do the heavy lifting to show up, to to, to carve out the time to sit with him, to take the steps uh, of that you've heard that you know are what he's calling you to and, and to take those steps. So don't lose hope. Get excited. There's more waiting for you, Mama. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for each of these women. I thank you for their lives, Lord, and and just what you have planned for them, God. It's more than they could even ask or imagine. And I I pray that uh, that hope would be instilled in them right now, that they would get this, this fresh gift of hope that would not leave them, God, that they would be able to cling to it through the rest of this hard season, the rest of this mountain, God, and that you would use that as this motivation to keep going, God. And we thank you that you will help us through that, help us through the hard things, help us through, you know, all of this work that we have to do, which none of it is easy, but you're going to be there and you're going to reveal what needs to be revealed and you're going to heal what needs to be healed. God, we just got to show up. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you that you're the one that really does the heavy lifting. And we are just so grateful for that. And we sit in awe of you and your power. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama.